this week on Ace on the House. If I was doing those, I wouldn't put argon gas in the middle of the two panes. I'd just go, ah, that's in there. <laughs> what, Jeff? But you can't open it. If you open it, all the argon's going to get out. I just tell them. Like when we used to clean carpet and they do the Teflon coating. Guy take a Hudson sprayer and just put water in it. Hey, uh, for an extra hundred bucks, you have the Teflon coating. City on a carpet. Yeah, we'd put the Hudson spray, just put sink water in the Hudson spray and rake it. Teflon. And then you'd rake it in. Yeah, you rake that Teflon. You see? You see that look? That's that's durability. Oh, yeah. Listen, everyone's a bullshitter out there. Check out an all-new episode of Ace on the House this Saturday. Or visit aceonthehouse.com, only on the Ace Broadcasting Network. Network. Hey everyone, it's me, Allison, the host of this podcast that you're about to hear. I hope you're excited. I am excited. Um, before it starts, just a few quick things I wanted to say. May 24th is the first live show at UCB. That's Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. It's been brought to my attention that some people think that I'm talking about UC Berkeley. Um, which I'm not. That'd be really far away for the very first live show. And uh, I'd never make it in time considering that I'm doing an Adam Carolla show podcast right before. So I will come to UCB smelling like Adam. Be prepared. But actually, in terms of preparation, what I wanted to say was something that I want to do at that show is I want to do Just Me or Everyone with you guys. So... What you should do if you have any Just Me or Everyone's and you're coming to the live show, then write them down and come with them written on something. It doesn't have to be fancy writing. I'm not looking for calligraphy. Just uh, just jot it down on a piece of paper, preferably paper. I feel like if you write it down on something that's not paper, that could be um, could be clunky. So don't write it on a shoe. Write it on a piece of paper, and then we'll collect those. Um, now, if you don't have a chance to write it down, I suppose you could just etch it into your memory because maybe I will uh, just just poll the crowd, the audience. That's you. But I'd rather have them written down so we can look at them, and that'll be delightful. And if this all doesn't go well, then we'll just pretend that this little conversation didn't happen. Um, also, you guys uh, loved the Hey, Go Fick. Excuse me. It's like my mouth refuses to say dirty words. The Hey Go Fuck Yourself segment, which I also loved. Um, and I was I was trying to figure out, is it that people like anger or, you know, my boyfriend suggested that, no, they like passion. I think it's that they like anger. But anyway, in this episode you're about to hear, we didn't do Hey Go Fuck Yourself. Um, but if it would make you feel happier, I could tell you guys all to go fuck yourselves. But I would never tell you that because you're awesome. It's the other less awesome people that I might say those words to. But just know that um, we're together and go fuck yourself spirit. And anyway, on this episode, Joel Stein, who's an author and one of my favorite writers, and I have to say it was – I've met him before um, a few different times, and it's always a delight. And he's someone that I – have known about for I don't I don't even know how long like 15 years or something I mean I was reading him in Time magazine ages ago and I thought he was so funny and then I found out that he used to work at Time Out New York which is where I worked in New York um, and then we exchanged some emails and then I had him on my show when I was in New York and then I have um, run into him a bunch of times and actually I ran into him when I was considering moving back out to LA I was at, at an event out here and I ran into him and he said to me, 
I feel like you live in New York. And I said, I do. I'm just, you know, visiting, I, blah, 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 I can't decide. And then he said to me, L.A. and New York are exactly the same. And I thought, really? Because every other person I've been talking to has been talking about the differences. Um, and tell that to my doorman. I actually didn't have a doorman. But that's something that I didn't get a chance to talk to him about in this episode. I wanted to talk a little more about what about his thoughts about how L.A. and New York are the same. Because they're really not the same. But I think he just meant in terms of the entertainment industry is the same kind of assholes everywhere. Maybe he didn't mean assholes. I think he did. What's happened to me? I'm be, I'm so negative. I used to be all about being your best friend. And now I'm all about being your best friend who's a little bit peeved or something. Okay. You know what it is? It's that I just had a birthday. And now I'm older. And birthdays make you do that thing where you take inventory. That's in quotes. And you think about where you are versus where you want to be. And you think about how age is just a number except when it's your birthday and you feel old um, and and stuff. And I went to San Francisco um, for my birthday and it was really fun. And I'm going to talk more about that at the live show, though. So come to that and you'll find out more about all that happened. Anyway... Uh, here's the episode. Enjoy it. I love you. Okay, bye. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end. Allison Rosen, doing the way he puts his hands again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hey everyone, hi, hello, it's me, Allison Rosen, your new best friend, and welcome to Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Today, my guest is Joel Stein, author of Man Made, A Stupid Quest for Masculinity, which is out May 15th, which means actually by the time you're hearing this, it's already out. But something that has not happened by the time you're hearing this, unless things move around, is my very first, very, very, very first live uh rendition of this podcast, which is going to be at UCB in LA on May 24th with guests Garfunkel and Oates. Oh, they're so, great. They're they are. Super they're hilarious. Great. They are. Yeah. And super nice people. Mm-hmm. How so do you know on. them? Um, I know them, th- her, one of them through my friend Lolly and I met the others doing some kind of show and then they were going to do my, my book party. They were going to come and sing. But it turns out you can't have people sing at this place. Oh, when yeah. is this book party? Has this oh, happened Oh, yeah, you'll already? be invited. No, I, oh, this, good. Yeah, okay. the invites That's exactly what I was asking. <laughs> Get me Allison's email. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever, Joel Stein. So tell me about this book. The book. <clears throat> you did a bunch. You did like a bunch of manly things for it, right? I did. I kind of freaked out when I found out we were having a boy. Okay. Which was how long ago? Three years ago. Well, no, more. Three years plus like four or five months. So okay. So three and a half years ago. Um, and I didn't know I'd freak out but as soon as I saw the penis and the sonogram I just pictured like having to go camping and having to like throw a football and watch people throw footballs mm-hmm. and figure out if the results of those people throwing the footballs was good or bad there'd be fighting involved and it's stuff I couldn't didn't like do your as a boy. own inadequacy yes, as a back. man was yes. suddenly something you were worried about yeah because my son was going to want to do that stuff with me and right. and if I didn't do it he's going to go confide in some coach somewhere were and you ask him afraid for that you were going to have the kind of kid who would have made fun of you when you were young oh I knew I'd have that. I, just by having a boy I was going to have that kid oh, right that makes sense. I was more afraid that I was going to have a kid who made fun of me when I was his dad <laughs> <laughs> Bullied uh, yeah. by your own child. Yes. Yeah. That's actually a fear that I have as well if I ever have a kid. <laughs> you, yeah, you will get. Like, like, imagine if you have twins. You'd be outnumbered. Oh, yeah. The triplets. You're done for. I know. Yeah. 
Well, so anyway, yeah. you freaked out. I freaked out, and I decided I had I had a little bit of time, so I was going to learn to do all the things that I should have done earlier in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started out. I went. To, uh, I called the Boy Scouts and saw if they even though I was, I was 37, I wanted to see if they'd let me be a Boy Scout. You were never. You never did any of no, the scouting. No, my mom. Things. My mom wouldn't let me because she said it was a fascist organization. <laughs> I That's hilarious. The, yeah, the, tell me about your parents. Yeah, 70s, New Jersey, Jewish, uh, free to be you and me, a lot of feminism. Uh, and, you know, I didn't want to be a Boy Scout. It's not like she had to tell me that. Right. Like, I knew the Boy Scouts did a lot of stuff that was outdoors, and I wasn't interested in doing anything outdoors. Right. So uh, I was psyched that I didn't have to go do that. But but I decided to go do it now. And, and they were nice enough to let me. They let me go on a camping trip and be a Boy Scout, and I got my first badge. <laughs> And I did. A, I learned how to do a square knot, and I, I set up a tent, and the whole thing. It was kind of fun. And how did the other Boy Scouts react to you? It was awkward. You know, I was going to say. It was awkward for me, but they seemed to act like it was normal. How was it explained to them? Like, here's a 37-year-old right. guy who's writing a book, or? Well, they're doing a good job in the schools teaching about pedophilia. <laughs> so they, they asked me a lot of questions right, right away. Yeah. I bet. They, they were nervous. Um, but, but they seemed to think that I was not interested in them. Uh, as were you nervous when they were asking you questions because I feel like that's right. like every time I go through a metal detector I'm always happy that I'm not caught even though I don't right. have you anything feel like you on won, me right yeah you like trick them right even though you're not guilty even though, yeah oh, even though I'm not how about when you anything? walk out of a store just it yes. doesn't go off yeah feel like because sometimes it does right and sometimes I don't feel like I have to stop if I know I didn't take anything yes. and it goes off I've I'm like this is well. your problem and then I think to myself as I carry my bags yeah. out I hope none of none of these have those exploding ink things in them oh, if he, those even exist oh in case you accidentally stole something no in case the person forgot to remove it oh I see you think that oh may- you know what though they I think right. they detonate when if you rip them off the clothing you are making some high level purchases if you're afraid of that you're buying like diamonds or what's going on? Mm-hmm. I buy diamonds. You, no, I um no, they have the. Well, see, maybe you I are don't. wearing a very nice outfit. You, you thank s- you. You don't scrimp on the uh, scrimp. Is that right? On the clothing? Oh no, I do though. That's, do you? I, I have like a few outfits, and I just wear them a lot. Well, this is this one's a winner. Thank you, Joel yeah. Stein. Um, no, okay. The exploding ink things. I think like if you buy a sweater at the limited, if that's even still a store, I feel like those are in the in are on I them. Don't, no, I don't think Maybe those I'm, explode. Those okay. just are, are impossible to take off the clothing, right? Well, I'm sure see, I, Adam there you could go. do it, but I don't, I'm not man enough to know how to remove right. those things from your clothing. Yeah, as I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing right. that the idea that as soon as you walk out of a store, ink explodes on your clothes is I've seen too many movies. Right, it's just bank robberies. I think, right? I think so. Yeah, and is, is it, it or it, double dare? With Mark Summers. <laughs> is that where they drop the slime on you? Well, that was I can't believe. No, that was you can't do this that on television. Okay, with but, that had a lot of a set. Double Dare was like there would be some kind of challenge where you'd be like swim through this vat of mustard. Was Joe Rogan hosting that? <laughs> no, Mark Summers was. Was it the same thing? Was it? Was it, it was similar. It was with for children. children. Okay. It was like, I think it was a kid, a kid and an adult maybe. Because the whole the Joe Rogan thing was you wanted to watch that's Fear Factor, right? But they, eventually, within a couple episodes, that was just hot chicks doing gross things, right? Mm-hmm. That's you, that's what they called it, actually, hot chicks. By Fear the way, factor. Hot let's pitch that. Doing gross things. Let's pitch hot chicks doing yes. gross things because it's all about degrading like hot chicks, like Joe Rogan show, right? Was I, that, mean, I don't watch it, but I feel like it's yeah, I, probably. I don't either, that's my guess. Yeah, and was that eating what they were bugs. Doing? Eating bugs. Who wants to, watching a hot chick eating bugs? You got issues, right? right. Well, remember those? Um, I think it was, was it Fear Factor. I don't know what it was. Where there were those hot girls drinking donkey semen. There you go. That's when we. Is that dis- true? 
Yes, and they didn't air it though. But there, that was in the news that there was um, a challenge where it was hot girls drinking like a warm mug of donkey semen. I think it tasted like hay, evidently. And that's where we discovered this was came up on the Adam mm-hmm. Carolla show that Doctor Bruce says donkey, not donkey. Really? And and I feel this. I'm beating a dead donkey at this right. point. But then we discovered um, Donald Trump says donkey. Bill Maher says donkey, and. The reason I know is because my dad says donkey, so I assumed it was maybe a Brooklyn or East Coast thing. You're from New Jersey. What do you say? I say donkey, but okay. I don't have a strong accent. That's I grew up uh, middle class, and I think you you need to you can't grow up in middle class and have an accent. We all sound like Bill Cosby. You have to be really rich or really poor to have an oh, accent. If you're really rich, what kind of accent do you get? You have like a Ted Kennedy accent, for instance. <laughs> right. Like yeah, you can have an accent. You could have a, so a Montgomery stuffy. Burns accent. There's a mm-hmm. bunch of them out there for you. Okay, and if you're poor though, you're just offered your regional, your your regional. No, those are still regional. Like the Kennedys sound like a certain area of Brooklyn, right? That Brahmin section of Brooklyn, they sound like. Right. I just think that if you're rich, you have like with everything, you have more options, accent wise. Don't you think? Yeah, but you like your options. You just take the ones near you. Like you want that Brahmin accent if you're Kennedy, so you're not turning that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speak. Yeah, you get that. So I want to. I want to see this. uh, The donkey Sema thing didn't air. No, I I think you could go to TMZ and, that's because, and find it. That's because that's I'm interested in things that are pornographic but skirt the rules, right? You mean like wait? Do you mean like a a mini series about breast cancer where a woman's allowed to bear her? No, pizongas? I don't mean that because I think that is clearly not porn. Okay, but we have to find porn. We we are in like a very law based strict culture, so it's like if you show this part of the nipples, that's porn, right? Who are they? What's going those on? Those are the girls. Okay, so right now we're oh, looking the girls at a photo. That ate- oh, that's of- the donkey semen? Oh, is that donkey urine as well? Both. Yes, it's both. Ugh. And those are the are there twins? What, who are they? I believe they're I think- sisters. I'm not. I'd have to look, but they were the contestants. Okay, this it was is a perfect. team. This, is, this gets to my point. So if you show like a certain part of the areola, that's mm-hmm. you can't do. But you can technically do something that's clearly pornographic, which is get women to drink semen. Right. right. But so like I wanted to make a porn movie where it's completely showable on primetime television. Oh, that's good. Right? Yeah. Like a woman deep-throating a dildo. I think you can – can you show that? I, I want to say yes. Or maybe something else phallic-shaped. Maybe not a dildo. Think, and I think you're allowed to show male frontal nudity. Sure. Right? I'll do it right now. Okay. You've really <laughs> thrown yourself into your book. So, Boy Scouts, you had yes. to prove you weren't a pedophile. Then what else no, did No, I didn't. They just took my word on oh, it. Oh. They yeah. trust – do you feel like that's a compliment, anything. or is that what? How do you feel no, about that? No, that's a compliment. It yeah. is. No, there's no there's no masculinity test in there, in that right? Look at the Probably famous not. pedophiles of all time. They're not particularly manly people. You're right. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. So then, what else did you do? Um, I think the second thing I did was the firefighters let me uh, spend 24 hours with them. Mm-hmm. How was that? It's great. Yeah, firefighters are awesome. Uh, I what have I heard about firefighters? You heard that maybe they're good looking. I didn't have to hear that. I've got two eyes. Uh, I've appreciated their calendars. No, I think I heard they beat women. No offense to my firefighters. Is that really, fans. really what you've heard? Yes, I've heard uh, pilots. These are all stereotypes, by the way. But this is what I've heard, and but I heard it from a therapist. This so this was her professional okay. opinion. Pilots drink. Policemen, <laughs> I forget what they do, and firefighters. Beat women. Maybe policemen beat women. That sounds more right like to there's, me. There's a higher level of domestic violence among firefighters. I gotta say, from spending or time cops. with spending time with firefighters, they seem like anti-cops. 
because cops are, are guys who like confrontation. Right. But firefighters are only brought in when someone needs help. Maybe they cheat on maybe, – maybe that's what it is. Maybe oh, they're I like see. adrenaline junkies and they cheat and, and cops beat women and then pilots mm-hmm. drink. The pilots drinking thing is, is, seems accurate and disturbing. Yeah, it is both. Not that the others aren't, but uh, – Right. No, I know, but the other – Well, firefighters but, are so – you know, I think – it's the Tiger Woods problem. They just have too much opportunity. Mm-hmm. Super good-looking guys saving lives. I mean, were they all good-looking? All good-looking. Did they put together a special crack team of hot firefighters for you, or do you think that that's no. just the cross section? I think it's cross section. I, I don't understand. I need it. to set things on fire more. Yeah, you should. We can do it here, Bobcat okay. Goldwyn style. Just this desk. Let's do it. I don't know if it would actually go up in flames or not. I don't know what it's made out of. It's, oh, they're just it's Adam Carolla Studios. This is wood. This is natural. Really? Oh, yeah. This would go straight Gary, up. Gary, is this wood? Yes. Yeah, it's MDF. See? MDF. See, he even... Medium density fiber port. See? It's wood. Okay. I stand corrected. It, it would burn. It's cheap wood. Let's put it, it that way. It would burn. All right. Um, yeah. The, let's do it. I don't think it's appropriate. I don't think it's a good hiring policy. Look, you go to a, a restaurant and the mm-hmm. hostess is hot, right? Right. Probably not fair, but not going to really do any damage to society. But if you're picking people to save lives by how good looking they are, which is clearly what's going on in the fire yeah. department. I think that's a mistake. Because they these people have They can't have, be the best. Right. They're coasting by on their good looks and they're not really running up trees to save cats or and how are they going to carry that heavy hose? Right. And what if when they're sliding down the pole they don't want to mess up their hair okay, so that's they slide enough, That's slowly. enough from you. That's, you got a little too into this. These little, are the things that firefighters do. Yeah, there's a lot of phallic imagery and whatever you were doing over there. I didn't intend it. Don't they have to carry a hose? Yeah, yes. What? Okay. There are poles. I did slide down the pole. You did? Was it scary? You know what? Not too bad. It, it kind of, the, the, it's pretty, it's easier than it looks. Question. Yes. Why the pole? Well, they, they, they're faster? getting rid of the poles. Oh, no. Almost all the poles are gone. They build a new fire station. There's no pole because people sometimes got hurt. And it's not really faster. I mean, Was it's that like, the idea of it, though? Yeah, the idea is it is faster. And, and technically, of course, it, it's a little faster because you mm-hmm. go straight from... Upstairs to right. downstairs. Went at a slide. That's an excellent Fireman question. slide. So much less manly slide. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Uh, although the, the women have kind of stolen the pole from us, I think. Yeah. Unfortunately. So what are they going to put in instead? Stairs? Stairs. They used, and, and, and my captain told me that they use the stairs now. But then the guys told me that's bullshit. We use the pole. Hmm. So I got to use the pole. That's exciting. Did you go on a run? Well, in L.A., the firefighters are also the ambulance. So oh. most of their day is spent going to people who don't need to go to the emergency room, picking them up, taking them to the emergency room, and waiting at the emergency room until the doctor takes them in. Mm-hmm. It's miserable. But we did go on one fire run to a sushi joint on sunset huh. at, at 2 a.m. That is curious. It's curious what enough. What happened? I don't know, but they brought, in the, um, they brought in the arson team at some point. I think they have the same questions you're having right now. Um, but they, we, when, okay, firefighters, I thought if you're a firefighter, you really are hoping there's no fire. Right. right? Giving well, people advice on how to not light candles. and Yes, m- except that I feel like it's sort of like, again, with my sweeping generalizations, like how someone who has a gun, this deep down they want to shoot it. Yes. So therefore, I think if you have a large hose, you want to spray it. Yes, exactly. So they are just dying for fires mm-hmm. all the time. If they miss a fire because they're at some hospital, 
they just depressed the oh, whole week. So that's like the shit part of their job is having to actually oh, yeah. deal with the if EMT want, stuff? They just want to go on fires, yeah. Okay. If, they, if they're stuck there and they miss a fire, then all the other guys like taunt them about it and tease them about it. It's like it's like being at work on like free blowjob day, and then everyone talks about how you missed free blowjob day. Right. Yeah. Right. Or like I wasn't in New York during the blackout. Oh, I was. I lived in New York at the time. I just happened to be in California. Your eyes closed the whole time. You missed it. Hmm. I was trying to relive it. Yeah. Um And everyone was like, "Oh, you're missing out on blackout sex." And I was like, first of all, I don't think that exists." Really. Second of all, that's not really such a bummer for me. I'm not a dude. Not to say I don't like sex, but it's not like, oh, man, I missed, right, right, I missed right, right, blowjob right. day. Right. And there might have been a third, but I, I don't remember what Blackout sex seems like sex that would be appealing for women particularly, though. No? You're being protected. Well, it's a, You can't see anything. It's it's kind of got some moonlight going on. I guess. I feel like just I would mostly just be thinking, oh, when's it coming back on? Is it back on? That's what I, I was, I'm missing I was my with shows. my wife. That's exactly what was going on. We had to leave the city. Eventually, hours before the power went on, and we left our water on, so there was all kinds of trouble when we got back. Yeah, that's exactly what she was thinking. Right. Yeah. So you didn't have sex then, or at least it wasn't good if you did. I'm not going to say that my sex with my wife wasn't good. Oh, sorry. I was asking her. But she has horrible. Her. She always has okay. horrible sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it's you. Oh, I have. It's usually painful. I have an enormous penis. Right. So there's. there's and that. yet, still, you had to to explore your masculinity in a book. <laughs> Okay. Surprising. Firefighters, then what? Oh, um, I did. I went with my wife's dad, and we re-roofed a house, and I did some. He taught me how to fix some plumbing and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I went turkey hunting. Did uh, you kill one? Oh, you you look you look pained by the thought <laughs> of a dead turkey. Oh. oh my god! Did you, <laughs> did see you that? kill one? Oh, she looked at you like you just kicked a puppy right in front of her. That's actually yes. That's sort of how I regard it. How, how much donkey semen would you drink to save a turkey? <laughs> Turn your mic on if you're going to be- derive that much pleasure <laughs> oh from this God. comment. I'd have broken it. Um, um, to save one turkey? In, in ounces. But this is to save one Just turkey. Just one turkey. One adult male turkey. Okay, let me ask this. Yep. Wild. If I don't drink the donkey semen, do I have to see the turkey get killed? Right in front of you. You may have to even pull the trigger. Uh, really? Yep. <laughs> An ounce. So two ounces you wouldn't do. I'd go two ounces. What about three? What's on the table? Still It's just the same one turkey. And its potential offspring. (laughs) Well, maybe there's an overpopulation of turkeys. Yeah, now you're... Yeah, okay. So two. Two's the answer. Yeah, maybe three. Three ounces is not really that much. No. What is this? This water here? That's only two shots. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to taste like hay. How do you know that? That's what what they said... um, when the story was in the news, I think they said that it tasted a little bit like hay. Yeah, because it, it never salty. aired, but they filmed it. Those right. chicks they drank say, that. They, they, and it's not on YouTube or anything? It probably there, is. No, I don't think that the actual Fear Factor thing ever came out, but they were interviewed on TMZ Live talking about how And then that's NBC the got really upset with them and put a gag order on them, which is a funny choice of words, um, <laughs> and said that they weren't allowed to talk about it, even though that it wasn't going to air. Really? Mm-hmm. So what, you guys should get them in the studio and see what else they'll do. Don't you think? What else, I mean, what, 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 what else what's is there? What's next? I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to we'll get a group together and brainstorm. Drinking it straight from the donkey, maybe? Hey, hey. Oh, Allison, that, that, now on. I've crossed the line. Jesus. Okay. So you shot a turkey. Did you kill kind of a turkey? Show. Um, I did not. It was, it was hardly disappointing. But by the way. Wait, why was that? Dis- I mean, I, I don't find that to be it's, it's, As a storyteller. 
yeah. if you will. That's it's you, you know you see a gun in the first act, you want it to go off in the third act, right? Um, Just like that play, yes, that by Ibsen, yes, nice. What what it, what is it though? Uh, is it Hedda Gabler? Yes, okay, Hedda Gabler, uh, super boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will tell you something. If you were out in the woods, you would not feel bad about killing a turkey. They're, I, I I'm sure you're right. Turkeys are assholes. I know. You, oh, you you know what are assholes in the bird family? Geese. Worse than turkeys? I don't know. I feel like they're neck and neck, which is also a funny choice of words. <laughs> um, I, they're like they're just jerks. They're no ducks. I'll tell you that. Ducks are sweet. ducks are awesome. Yeah. No no one's questioning ducks, but turkeys. No. Um, Swans are jerks too. I think. Oh, I've heard that. It's dolphins too. I've heard. Rapists. I know. Heard the dolphins. Yes. Are, I yeah. feel like I said that the other day, and yeah. and people. Didn't understand. No, they're known as rapists. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Don't. Go Do you in. have a friend who's been raped by a dolphin? I have a friend that was date raped by a dolphin, <laughs> which wow. was a you know just poor judgment. On. I mean, I'm it sure was. she was not. You know, I, I, don't it, judge but. the raper, rapey. You're judging. You're blaming. You're putting blame on the rapey. Society has made me this way. I know. She wore a fish dress, but it's still not her <laughs> fault. You can't blame her. Okay. She should not have smelled so deeply of herring. All right. So Yeah, turkeys are horrible. Okay. Horrible. And so how why didn't you kill one then? You know, so at some point I was with I had a crush on this girl from kindergarten to fifth grade and her mm-hmm. husband is all man, and he runs uh, hunting and fishing guides. And he's on those ESPN2 championships. Okay. Of a, you know, they lasso or with a Championships rod. of manliness? Yeah, like mm-hmm. outdoors, the total outdoorsman challenge. Right. So he's a real real man. So he took me out, and uh, uh, it, at some point we were driving, and we saw a turkey by the side of the road. And during this season, all it is is big male turkeys spending their entire morning having sex with female turkeys. And occasionally beating up a young turkey so that he can't, and he has to sit there and watch. Wow. And, and they, they come to him and drove. That is and brutal. He does it until his penis hurts, and then he stops in the morning. <laughs> That's their morning, right? So um, A turkey told you this? I watched it. Okay. So we see a turkey by the side of the road, and I get my gun, get out of the car, and, and the other the guide with me says, what are, you, what are you doing? He looks at me like I'm a you know, turkey. Animal. Yeah, like a serial killer of turkeys. I'm like, we finally found a turkey and kill he's like you can't just kill a turkey that's not the game the game the game is you sit in the woods and pretend you're a turkey a hot, <laughs> you do you pretend you're a hot with some female kind of turkey. turkey call oh yeah you got these turkey calls and is that like a whistle or it's like actually, a piece of rubber okay uh, more that you make these incredible turkey noises and you pretend you're a hot female turkey and you try and draw the male to you that's the game that's the game and then when he's close i mean as close as we are right. now you shoot him in the head and only the head. With a, so that someone can eat the body? Or just that's just how the game is played? I think it's so you can eat the body. Okay. Because the pellets are a pain has to pull out. Right. Um, but I don't think the turkeys know about the game. <laughs> Clearly not. And the game doesn't seem that nice. I no, mean, it doesn't. Yeah, and then there's other noises you make to get, if he's currently with a female turkey, to kind of tell her to go away. Like, challenge her. Like, to, to try and be like, I am hotter than you, go away. It's very... Jerry, very Jerry Springer. It's very Springer. The whole thing is like pretty weird. Like that turkey's my man. Yeah. Like that? Yeah. And the guy with me is into it. He's making those neck moves you just made because mm-hmm. he's really pretending he's a female turkey. That and he's is, scratching at the ground. It's insanity. That's like, fuck you, turkey, for wanting to fuck me. There's a lot of sexual politics in that. There's a lot. It's like going to a bar. Turkey hunting yeah. is so complicated. You have to, to be a hunter, you have to really care about animals and think about animals 
and be interested in animals. It's outsmarting the turkey. Oh, yeah. And also, I feel like it's also saying, which, by the way, don't you feel like you and I could outsmart a turkey? I didn't do so well. I mean, not not that game, but our game. Like, um, Turkeys are apparently a, pretty smart. A brain teaser. Yeah, well, that, this guy kept telling me how smart turkeys were. No, I don't think they're getting but based a, on what? Yeah, I know. You know, I can't tell. I don't think they're going to have a permanent seat in the Security Council anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, neither turkeys nor the country turkey. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they... I would have shot one happily at that point. I just wanted to be done with it. I hated sitting in the woods for like five hours quietly. I can't believe you weren't allowed to just shoot the turkey by the side of the road. I could, he looked at me like I was a crazy man. Like that would have been... I would have broken every rule every of, rule of hunting the... and masculinity. And, and yeah. He looked at me. He was horrified by my idea. Right. Okay. All right. So you didn't shoot a turkey, but you did try to entice some turkeys. And you have to get a hunting license to go even for one day. It's How do you even get that? Oh, my God. It's like a 10-hour course. It's miserable. That teaches you what? Uh, not to shoot people in the face. Oh, I see. It's a Dick Cheney to course. protect people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else did you do? And uh, by the way, how many things did you do? Just We're going to be here for a long okay. time. Is that what you're asking? Because I did 58 things. So 58? We're be... No, wow. I didn't. No, I didn't. I just okay. did like 11 chapters. One of them was uh, I came by here and Adam That's right. taught I... me a little about cars. Mm-hmm. And then I got a uh, – I worked in a pit crew, which actually at that race – you know the race Adam does, the Le Mans? Yes. You know why I know that? Not only from Adam, but because Facts of Life go to Europe. Joe went to Le Mans and fell in love. To the, to the town? Or to the race? To the race. She did? Mm-hmm. With a guy or what? David. She, well, she met David, who's uh, a guy. I always am confused. Joe was straight. She was straight. I, I know that is confusing for a lot of people, but she was straight. The show makes more As sense if arrow, she's not. Some people say that, but I don't see that. Really? It, wor- it worked as it was? Yeah. And they're all- it, was not, it wasn't confusing to me. All those girls are straight. Yes. Everyone at Facts of Light is, stri- is straight. Yes, that is correct. Even the Molly Ringwald character on the roller skates. That's Tootie, and that was Kim Fields, but yes. Molly Ringwald played Molly. Sorry, you're right. That's okay. That's okay. So anyway, you, so you went to Le Mans. That's in France. No, there's an American Le Mans, which oh. is the thing that Adam does. He does the celebrity oh. one. I did the non-celebrity one as a pit crew member. But what actually, does that mean, that you're doing stuff on a car in a pit? Well, I got to hold the flag. Oh, that's exciting. But I, but the more of the pit crew stuff is done uh, beforehand. They're the, mecha- the engineers, the mechanics right. who work in the car. I actually cut all of that. But I did uh, get a Lamborghini Superleggera for three days. How was that? Super fun. Huh. Like, um, Do you drive stick shift? I assume that is a stick shift. It is not. It's a it's- paddle. What is that? I don't even know what that is. It is the same thing you have on your bicycle, except it's by the steering wheel. It's amazing. So it, you, you don't even have to... Use your feet. Wow. No, you flick it uh, with your with Oh, your yeah. Hands. I've heard Adam talk about that, and oh. I nodded, but I don't, I, I've never seen yeah, that. It's a, it's a bicycle. It's awesome. Huh. It's really easy to use. Uh, yeah. It, I'll you, get, maybe I'll get one. You should think about it, because our demographic, <laughs> no matter how much money we get, it's unacceptable to get a Lamborghini. Right. Right. Our friends would yeah. judge us. They, what's going on with them? What's the problem? We could go to like the most expensive restaurant or hotel. Totally acceptable. If we got a, a supercar, you can't have a status symbol. I think is what you're saying. But you can spend you can, a lot no, of money on you, your house. Your house could be enormous. That's true. You could have very expensive paintings. You could have all kinds of status symbols. We're not allowed to have fun. Oh, that's <laughs> what it is. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. We can enjoy things. But we can't actually have fun. Right. And th- these cars are fun. See, my boyfriend works with a woman. Whoa, why do you have to bring up your boyfriend? That was weird. 
I felt like you were hitting on me. That was weird. You just you slipped it in like awkwardly. I was trying to. Thwart. I wasn't touching you. I wasn't looking at you weird. I so- began to feel like a, a turkey who's hunting. Okay, so you're um, your made up boyfriend. <laughs> imaginary boyfriend. George Glass. What was his name? George Glass. Um, no, it was Jason Blair. Okay. Um, wait, George Glass. What's that a reference to? I was thinking of Stephen Glass. Oh, uh, or Jason Blair. Yeah. Uh, George Glass is when Jan. Uh, from the Brady Bunch has to make up a boyfriend. Oh. And she's, she picks things around the room. She sees a glass of water. She's like, oh. George, George Glass. That's not the episode where she wore the purse as a wig, is it? I don't think that's an episode. I think it might be. I actually don't think she that's puts an episode. On, she wants black curly hair because she wants to be different than Marsha. Right? This is, that's Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah, yeah, but I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure at some point she put on a curly black wig and it was actually a handbag. That doesn't make sense what you're saying. I know. But I, sometimes Did things don't. Did you watch don't. the Brady Bunch stoned as a kid? <laughs> no. I didn't even watch the Brady Bunch that much. Okay. We're going to get to the bottom of this. But anyway, so some so Stephen Glass, Your George Glass, um, works with a woman who told him that she had done a... <laughs> this is the nerdiest thing ever. She had done a bunch of research on happiness and learned that what brings you happiness is experiences, not things. Right. And I said to him, guy I made up, no, I said, I think what brings her happiness is researching happiness. Ooh, but you got her. You showed her. Burn. You were threatened by her. No, I wasn't. He spends a lot of time with her. Is he like, are they, is she like his work wife? Oh, I don't think so. Do you think she, like, she's now, like, now need, you're I'm making me tense. wonder. I need a massage. Can you right. give me a massage? You think it's that kind of thing? And he's like, you'll remember this experience forever. No, I don't think so. <laughs> But I mean, I could be wrong. Right. I I don't know. But so anyway. Um, it would be great if you had a made up boyfriend and a made up rival for your made up boyfriend. Like a, my made up boyfriend's made up work wife. Yes. I could do that. <laughs> That's something that I could definitely do in my downtime. Anyway, though. Um, so yeah, so that, I, but see that's that's not how I live my life. But I, I don't the, like to experience things. I think the Lamborghini is an experience, though. I gotta say, yeah. I wasn't just admiring it like uh, as a thing. I I. I had mm-hmm. I w- it was fun to drive and experience it made driving more fun see i once rented a car it was it was it had utility it wasn't just like yeah, yeah. I, or actually i didn't rent it it was a first story a travel story i was doing so i they, like they loaned me a car and it was l- this little mercedes which is very much not the kind of car i would have i have an ugly honda um and i loved driving it and i thought this is the life if i ever have enough money to have a car that i love driving I have definitely got to live that life because right now I hate traffic and I hate driving and I hate my car. And it'd be so nice to be like, I can't wait to get behind the wheel of this. What'd you love about the Mercedes? Um, the steering wheel felt really good in my hand Interesting. Okay. and it was just really fun to drive. It just fit me well. I have, uh, the least manly car in the world, a yellow convertible mini Cooper, but it is fun to drive. I don't know if I'd say that's the least manly car mini in the Cooper world. S or just a regular mini Cooper. Do I have to say? Kind of. Regular. I couldn't get the S in convertible in that year. What does the S stand for? It was a super unmanly? Yeah. <laughs> no, the S is the supercharged one. Oh. Okay. All right. So what else? Oh, yeah. So the, I'll skip right to the manliest stuff. Okay. Um, I did three days of boot camp in the Army uh, with, at Fort Knox. And I think I'm the only civilian they've allowed to fire a tank. Wow. How did you get that kind of clearance? You know, whatever you call it. In- Army terms. I like that. Um, I called someone at the Department of Defense, mm-hmm. and the next thing I knew, uh, three different branches were offering me different experiences that wow. you could try to top the other one. The, the the one from the Army 
I did some stuff in the Marines too, but the only thing Army was the best. And it came from a general, and he used emoticons. Oh my god! So I thought that's the branch I can handle. What kind of emoticons did the he use? The smiley face. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He was making fun of the Navy. He's like, I thought you wanted a real manly experience. You know, why are you talking to the Navy? Happy face. Are you sure it wasn't a 14 year old impersonating a general? General Mark Hurtling. No. Wow. What's your stance on emoticons? Though totally negative. Okay. There's no good emoticon, is there? Um, the one someone doesn't use. I don't know. I feel like I'm. I have to sort of relent on my emoticon no. thing because no. I've been anti-emoticon for a long time. I was also anti-overuse of exclamation points. Yes. I have. I've changed my mind about that. We're one. all becoming twelve-year-old girls. Here's the thing: in a world where people use emoticons, I have to use a lot of exclamation points to show, like, "Hey, hi." Yeah, I don't like that. We're all we're all juiced right. up little thirteen-year-old girls. Don't like it. But sometimes when people use an emoticon with me, I don't mind it. But here's the: okay, if I'm ever talking to, uh, I feel like I should be careful that when I say this because is some it racist? People are, no. It's just going to alienate. Your eyes look like you're going to say something racist. Thank you. It's going to alienate everyone around me. Occasionally when I'm talking to someone dumb, I will throw wow. in an emoticon if I Wow, so you're going to say a race there? To. There was a race you were no, going to say was, instead of no, dumb? No, you imagined the race thing. Which race was it you were thinking of? Um, it's not a race at all. It's like if I, back in the day, if I was, I remember I was like I chatting with someone who worked at AOL or something. It was that long ago. Right. Or someone who worked at, it was in someone in computer tech. Right. And I'm like, I have to just write a smiley face. I have to because I can't, I can't speak to this person. Can you just say thank you so much or I really appreciate it? Can but you I express didn't yourself? feel any of that. And you felt an emoticon? No. It, it was kind of my way of saying fuck you actually. Oh. It's all very much within me I think. Right. I don't think that's being communicated with Not me. at all. There's also – um, I don't want another emoticon but the if we had to add one and we okay. don't, I would like one – for earnestness, because they're all about, yes. I'm just kidding. Yes. And sometimes I'm being serious and people think I'm joking. I, I, is there a straight-faced one we can have where I'm like, no, I'm serious? Right. Right. I don't know. See, it's the same thing. I have felt like instead of emoticons, how about a special font to indicate whatever oh. they, like sarcastica? That means you're being sarcastic. And then earnestica. Earnestica, right? yes. We could get this done tonight. This is not a problem. This is a good Ernest idea. Earnest dingbats. Yeah. I feel like if it's sarcastic, it's got to be like Ernest Mond or something. Okay. I Ernest don't... MT or some other fonty thing. My wife, which I'm going to mention because I think you're looking at me a little weird now, is very into fonts. I'm looking at you like you're someone of a different race. You, no, a race that you enjoy too much. Yes. That's when you mention the That's wife. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's yeah. into fonts? She's into fonts. So we, I think we can work this out. What kind of work does she do where she's into fonts? Well, she did some graphic designing. Now she does textile designing. Mm. But she just likes them. Does she have a favorite font? She does. And you know what? You should know your wife's favorite font. And I don't know my wife's. <laughs> I feel like it's Helvetica, <laughs> but that seems easy. I have no idea. People love Helvetica. People do. I feel like I'm losing listeners by the by the what, oh, what quantity all... to lose listeners come in. Tens for you. But it was... We're... Excuse me. <laughs> I have a very popular podcast. That's why I'd I'm like here. to say it's a murder. A murder, a murder, a murder of, of listeners. listeners. That's yeah. right. I'm losing listeners by the murder here. You, are, we, are we losing I, like fans of Franklin or something? Franklin Gotham? <laughs> Is that what you're afraid of? No, I'm just afraid people don't care about the font oh, talk. No. But see, no. I always want to. I always want to talk fonts. Adam's starting a whole font talk podcast. A whole font network, actually. Yeah. It's going to be a separate network for people font who talk. love. Yeah, font talk. Ooh, that's good. Um, yeah, people fucking love Helvetica. 
Yeah. There's like a celebration of Helvetica. In, there was in culture a few years ago. And actually, I was at Time Out in New York where I used to work. I and where too. I know, yeah. where you used to work. And I remember reading about this Helvetica renaissance. Was there like a fest? Like a Helvetica fest where people gathered? No, but there was a New York Times slideshow. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, okay, more manly things. And then I think... At some point, we need to talk about this whole being a... Wasn't there a documentary before we yes. moved on? There, yeah. There was, right? Was it just Helvetica? I'm I trying think, to remember. I think it was called Helvetica. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. See? Right. People love See? it. I know. Love it. All right. Now that I've brought the show to a grinding halt while you were trying to move on. No, no. It's okay. Thank you. Is there a Palantino? Uh, there should be. Movie? There really ought to be. I, Isn't I it Palladino? Okay. Anyway, um, I want to hear more manly things, and then at okay. some point, yes. uh, I we I want to talk about being a journalist and a print sure. writer, and sure. in today's world, what that means, yeah. and then also um, means mad cash. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and tons of pussy. <laughs> um, and then I want to talk about also how, what the experience of writing a book was like for you. Take it away. Okay, uh, I'll just do one. I'll tell you one more thing. Okay. I did. Get. I'll just get it done. I went uh, one round with Randy Couture, the UFC fighter. Uh, How was that? Fight. It's true. Uh, Dana White trained me first, uh, and then I, I fought the guy for a round. Did you make it a whole round? I My thinking was I would walk in there, and five seconds later, I would either be unconscious or pinned. Right. Be over. That's not, what I would Not think. too bad. And you could say I fought Randy Couture, right? Right. No, Randy Couture does not want me to do that. He just messed with you for five minutes? Randy Couture makes sure that whenever <sighs> I'm... First of all, he went at me at like 10%. But in some ways, it's worse because I have to do the whole five minutes. Yeah. So I have video of him just slamming on me whenever he was about to like just destroy me. Or he would just walk away. And I'd have to get back up and he would do it again. Ugh. Yeah, I'd want it to just be over fast. You know, I got that thing that you see in boxing where you just hug the person and you don't care. <laughs> you don't care about the pain because you're so tired. It's like, right. like, I don't know if this is a bad quality of mine, but I've sometimes when I'm driving and I'm super tired. I kind of let my eyes close, and I don't care if I get an accident. I'm just so tired. You, This happens to you, or you consciously allow this? Or is it kind of the it's same It's in between. Thing? It's like, yeah. I imagine there's some point when you get older where you're like, I don't care if I die. I'm just tired. Like, that's how I sometimes feel. I feel like you need to get more sleep if you're going to be is driving it High like school that? was bad. Okay. I had a girlfriend who was a year older than me, and she was in college. And so mm. I'd spend the night there and then drive back for class. Wow. And I would I would. Did uh, you ever fall, actually fall asleep? I've totally fallen asleep at the wheel, but not for long enough. I, I, I've been woken up by the change in yes, direction. In, yeah. You mean by those, like, the speed bumps? Yeah, things? that too. But also, just, you know, a, a, a change in direction is a change in acceleration or velocity. Oh, so right. it just wakes okay. you up just by being forced in a different direction. Gotcha. But yeah, no, it's not. I'm better now. I don't drive when I'm like that. But my, my wife will never get that tired. Like, being, yeah. driving just keeps her awake. Uh, Whereas it makes me tired. I have to do that thing where I roll the window down and then I roll it back up and then I like. Oh, me do too. I'll buy five-hour energy drinks. I'll buy like, yeah, cold things. I'll do, it just only works for a few seconds. I get tired. And I see things right before I fall asleep. Like I have visuals, kind of sometimes. Like what? Well, the one time I did fall asleep while driving, I was driving from Santa Barbara back to Claremont, where I was going to college. We had just seen Lenny Kravitz and Blind Melon. You just told me four things you should never tell a person. <laughs> okay. Lenny Kravitz, Blind Melon, fell asleep driving. And Claremont. Okay. But Santa Barbara's okay? Santa Barbara's fine. 
You you have an issue with Claremont? No, Claremont's fine. <laughs> I'm just a snotty asshole. Um, um, no, because the other day okay, on the so show, uh, Adam said, where'd you go to college? And I said, Pomona College. And he went, ooh, sorry. And I was like, excuse me. It's a very good school. Wait, I'm sorry. I thought you went to Claremont. No, I went to Pomona College, but Pomona oh. College is in the city of Claremont. Oh, but yeah, okay. I'm oh, sorry. you thought I meant Claremont McKenna? Yeah. Oh, fuck them. Oh, well, well, I see exactly not... what you mean. Yeah, okay, but I'm sorry. No, yeah, we shouldn't pick on them, but yeah. <laughs> no, we should. I was making a snotty joke about that. Ah, uh, no, that makes total sense. Pomona now. is an excellent, excellent thank you academic institution. Thank you very much. My, my uh, one of the top three liberal arts colleges in the country. Right? So That's right. Small I think it's number colleges. four. Yeah, but often it's Haverford, right, Swarthmore. Yes, yeah. Amherst. It's up there. Amherst, Williams. Right. That's, exactly. That's like, those are the big, big five. Probably maybe we're missing one or two. I think I think those that's those what they are the big are. five. Okay. Those are those the are small they. five probably. Small five. So anyway, I was driving back to Pomona College, which is in Claremont, because I didn't want to say I was driving back to Pomona because Pomona is a whole different town. I didn't know that. And it's gross. Okay. Um, that's weird. No offense, Pomona. I know is it's it, strange. Is it nearby? Yes. That's very odd. I know. It's, it's bizarre. Pomona's kind of cruddy. Claremont is bucolic and pretty. Anyway, uh, driving back, and all of a sudden I saw a bunch of confetti out the left window. And then I saw the Michelin Man. And then Bibendum. I heard... What? Bibendum, his name's Oh, Bibendum. really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I wish I had. It might have given me something to keep my brain awake. And then I heard... And then I heard my friend say, did you fall asleep? You're afraid of the car. Yeah. That's always good. Why did you see confetti and Bibendum? I don't know. I just sometimes, as I'm falling asleep, it's like my brain starts dreaming. I think. You you never have visuals as you're falling asleep? It's that weird sort of hallucination. Like, I didn't actually think I saw them. I just sort of, I think I was starting to dream a tiny right. bit. That's a cool dream. Sorry you missed that. I know. Right? Right. Where does that go? The, into oncoming traffic, probably. <laughs> so, okay, what was the scariest thing you did in all of the book? The, the thing that before I did, probably the scariest thing was there's a part, even scarier than even scarier than getting choked out by Dana White, which is scary, or fighting Randy Couture, there's an army thing called, um, a boot camp thing called um, the Night Infiltration Course, mm-hmm. where you wait till it's dark, they blast uh, the Muslim call to prayers on some speakers, followed by women and children screaming. Jesus. And then you get on your, um, you do a low crawl, basically your, your face in the dirt and your, your whole body in the dirt, and you pull yourself towards machine gun fire that's firing over your head. And it's real live machine gun fire. And people have died during training. And uh, and then you, you kind of go past some little fenced-off areas of TNT, and you go under barbed wire. And uh, and then they, they shoot flares in the sky mm-hmm. when you have to be perfectly still while the sky lights up orange. It's actually beautiful. And the whole thing is oddly calming because you're so in the moment focused, and so focused. Yeah. And I, it's as close as I've ever gotten to that feeling that I think people feel when they play sports. I was going to say when they jog. Yeah, yeah or jog. <laughs> But it was intense and it was kind of lovely. Like I you really, were in the flow. you're probably not supposed to call it lovely. It was, uh, it was beautiful. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, but it was scary. I mean, was there any? No, was anyone fire. saying to you, "Do you really want to go this far with it? Do you really want to be risking oh, your you life, my like life this?" Yeah. Yeah. My dad had boxed in college and he got in a lot of fights. Like he really was worried about me getting in the ring mm-hmm. with Randy Couture. Uh, he thought that like all those years of fighting and training could make Randy Couture just kind of accidentally. You know, hit C-Rad me in the ribs, or something, yeah. yeah, or just uh, hit me too hard in the right. ribs and break like stuff. A my mom was worried about everything, and uh, and your wife. My wife was concerned about most of these things for sure. Yeah, I was, I was so panicked like, going to the army. Right. I was so panicked going to the army that three hours in, before I'd done any physical activity, 
and it was hot and I was wearing a lot of army uniform mm-hmm. layers and um, I hadn't slept more than like three hours I fainted hmm. into the arms of soldiers well, that's nice that they yeah. were there I guess probably not it probably didn't help how they regarded you no but it gave you a good little thing for your book I bet I've never fainted before or after it was horrible have you fainted have I ever you would fainted? know you would know yeah no I haven't yeah. I guess it's weird yeah and not hard. have you fainted yeah Where what did happened you faint? to you <laughs> um the uh, the first night of my when I joined a fraternity, the first oh. meeting they called was in Arizona in August, and it was in the downstairs basement. Which is of, weird because he went to school in California. <laughs> that's hazing right there. <laughs> and uh, it was in the downstairs basement of this this thing, and well, we went there, and there was no air conditioning, and I had worn too much, and it was like, all right, just stand still and listen. You locked and, your knees, and yeah, I yeah, just, I, and I just. I lost it and went down like a ton of bricks and they stood me back up and I was like, I'm fine. It's all good. And seven seconds later, I went down again. <laughs> so what did they do? Yeah, what's the repercussion for that? No, nothing. They were so scared. They it was, were, the, right? it was the first yeah. night. They were so scared yeah. that, that they had, uh, they weren't even doing anything to us at all. They were just like, stand there and listen. And I, <laughs> I just lost it. And they, the, the, the eldest guys in the frat were so scared that they just had a lawsuit on their hands of some kind. It is awesome. Because on one hand, it's so weak to stress out so much about nothing that you faint. But on the other hand, after you faint, people are much nicer to oh, you. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was Maybe I so need to do chill. this. Yeah. I got like Pedialyte and uh, <laughs> fans and yeah, people were asking me questions I couldn't answer, but it was great. Right. So much better than people. People people in the military during boot camp, both in the Marines and the Army, they get three inches from your face and they yell at you while you're peeing. They yell at you while you're eating. They, they're just constant screaming at you about all the things you're doing wrong. You're looking in the wrong place. Your, your cap is on an angle that's not right. It's just... You're constantly being screamed at. That sounds miserable. Miserable. Like the actual physical activity I found to be not too bad. Because there wasn't someone yelling at you? No, no, no. I mean, there was. Right. Um, But I'm saying like the physical, what they were asking you to do physically was easier than a boot camp at your gym. But mentally, the stress they were piling on you was more intense than I could have ever imagined. Miserable. Yeah. I mean, I imagine you're someone who never, ever, 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 ever times a thousand considered going into the military. Right. Yeah. And this probably didn't change your mind about it. No, but it made me respect it more. Yeah. I still don't like the fact that the point is to kill people. Yes. Although, although I feel like they really push that point. And by the way, I can already hear the letters I'm going to get from people who are saying that I'm bitching about our military and I'm not. Um, I appreciate what they do but i but i feel like they push the killing people down pretty far in the promotional materials because i wrote i did like an i did an article about an air force recruiting event years ago and i flew a little simulator thing and it was like all the things you can do in the like it almost made the air force sound like summer camp right right because you learn all these skills yes. yeah yeah it's true the fact that it's like war and killing is really they don't put that in the brochure it's pretty clear at boot camp though because every skill you're learning everything you're doing is learning how to kill people better yeah yeah that it, it becomes clear once you're there and bayonetting fake you know dummies in the head well i want to know did you you got questions do you feel like you became look at this, this well no this is actually yeah well, i actually else? do have questions but here's what you here's what you can think about okay um do you feel like you became a different kind of man or more of a man or a better man or anything like that but first you know what is super duper manly Grilling meat 
on a grill. Sure. And you know what you need if you're going to be grilling meat on a grill? I know a lot about this. You do? Yeah. Is it in your book? I'm a pretty good cook. Do you have a man grate? Do you know what this is? Oh, a man yes. grate. It's an I know excellent, from the show. Yeah. yes, Father's Day gift. I think so. And it's one of Adam's original sponsors. Gary is bringing a man grate in right now. It's super heavy. Watch out. I know you're probably pretty buff right now. But Look at this. Do you want to know how good a gift the man grate is? It is so good that I gave one to my boyfriend and he doesn't even have a grill. I only realized that after I gave it to him. Wait, wait, wait. Someday. Your fake boyfriend doesn't have a fake grill? <laughs> Nobody has a meal grant. A meal grand gate. A real man grate. Wait, why doesn't he have a grill? Do you live in an apartment? Yeah, that's why. Okay, that's acceptable then. Adam doesn't think it is. He thinks even if you live in an apartment, you should have a grill? No, he thinks that you should not live in an apartment. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. We live All in right. a city. That's right. Man grates are 100, he lives in the valley. 100% made in America cast iron grilling grates. Uh, steakhouse quality grilling in your backyard. Only $20. Take advantage of the $20 Allison Rosen is your new best friend special today by clicking on the Man Great banner at AllisonRosen.com. And as a bonus, every Allison Rosen is your new best friend show order comes with a heavy-duty Man Great grilling brush. I would use it to brush my hair. You know what I like about the Man Grill, if I can be honest? The Man Great? Oh, I like its name. Yes. No, here's what I like about the Man Great. This is going great. There's, I, 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 I grill. It's G-R-A-T-E. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't read. Uh, the, the thing about my grill, and I love my grill, is it's disgusting. Because unlike everything else you cook on, you, you clean everything else. Right. This, you, it, first of all, it's outdoors. Yes. So it's going to be gross. That's gross. Secondly, you're cooking on it, so it's gross. Right. And then you just take that metal thing and kind of scrape it. Yeah. And that's acceptable. Right. It's I don't know. I can't be. believe my wife, my wife's a neat freak and let, she lets me cook on this thing. Right. I mean, I guess the, you, you think to yourself, well, it's really hot, so therefore it's burning off the yuck. It's not. You can see the yuck on it. That's right. Sometimes you and, can taste it. Probably the yuck. Right. So that's, so that's why you need a man grate. I do like it that. Puts an extra layer of clean on there. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. The, you, you can clean this thing, right? Yes. Yeah. And, well, especially if you get the heavy-duty man-grate grilling brush, which comes with any order. So go to my site, AllisonRosen.com, and order today. No more flare-ups. No more dry meat. Guaranteed. This has a U.S. patent, too. That's right. It's made in America. Yeah. I'm just saying that, that proves it's... Super original. Yep. That's right. Man-grate. All right. So Joel Stein... Are you a, be- a better or different man now after your book? Um, I am. I, I legitimately think so. I think I kind of thought that we were black boxes that, you know, you had to go find yourself and search for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think we're more the sum of our experiences. Like okay. there's some parts of our personality that are genetic and not going to change. But but by and large, I think we, we're the sum of our experiences. And so the things I did, even though I only did a little bit of them, mm-hmm. changed me a little bit. And plus I can now talk to real men. Right. Like I can go on Adam's show that, and talk about I mean, about was cars. this an issue for you before? Did Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about you. I see military guys at the airport and I never knew like, should I thank them? Should I offer them my seat? Or is that or is that treating <laughs> them like old ladies? Yeah. Or do they just not want to talk to my wimpy face? Like I didn't know. And now I can like start a conversation and ask them where they did boot camp and like, you know, what they're trained in. I, I can have like something of a conversation with them. Do you ever – here's a, a, a journalist question – um, I imagine in order to set up everything for the book, you had to make a lot of phone calls, cold calls, if you will. Um, and in for all your articles, you have to do that. And that's something that I always had to do as well. And I would – I'm actually a kind of shy person. But in the service of a story, I will do all sorts of – like totally. I, I, I That's I an think, excuse. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but there still is that thing in the pit of my stomach of like, oh, I, just, yep. I don't want to get on the phone today. Yep. You have that as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bad. But emails made it much better. That's true. So you can buy, bothering people by email is so much less confrontational. Um, but yeah, the excuse, I can walk up to people with a notebook that I could never walk up to otherwise. It's still right. hard. Right. But it's not quite as hard. It's like, I'm not really, because it's not you, it's your job. Mm-hmm. It's not quite as personal. The rejection. Right. It still sucks, but it's not quite as bad as I just want to talk to you as a person and you won't talk to me. Yeah. Yes. Although I, I am thinking that the times that I've been rejected. It still sucks. Even, yeah. And it's like, I take it personally, even though, fine, Kirsten Dunst doesn't feel like doing an interview right now. That's totally fine. You know? Oh, it's yeah. That's tough. But it still feels it's, like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, luckily, I think with everything in this book, I had to go through much more official channels. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I was walking up to Kristen Dunst. Right. Kirsten Dunst? Kristen Dunst? I think it's Kirsten. I have no but, idea. But uh, I don't care because she was too busy for me. Yeah. So At that moment. At that moment. Yeah. She'd done a lot of interviews that night, she said. Right. So, and the weird thing fine. is when you do a ton of celebrity interviews, you think it's personal. But if you do one of those quick ones and you meet them later, they have no memory, obviously, because they've right. done 100. So it's right. not personal at all. Like they're not even going to remember you. Yeah. And if you do a lot of interviews... I can totally see where you just don't feel like doing another one. You probably have been doing a lot of interviews for your book, have you? I'm dying to do interviews. I'm just trying to promote this book. That's so, true. Yeah. Well, if you're Kirsten Dunst, I can see yeah, that you I'm just not wouldn't Kirsten feel Dunst. like it. Not but I feel like, hey, Kirsten or Kristen, or I think it's Kirsten. Do you know Gary? I feel like it's Kirsten, but I don't know. Hey, Kay Dunst, nice. you could have talked to me. Me, Allison. I know, but it's not like that. It's not yeah. her best. Not yeah. her new best friend. Not at all. So... What was the experience of writing a book like for someone who has always written short, short things? Are you are you thinking about writing a book? Oh yeah, always. Yeah. What book are you thinking about writing? Um, it, mine is going to be called um, "Lady Maid: A Stupid Quest for Femininity." I think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think I'm ripping you off? No, I'm all. And then for that. I'll just like tour a tampon factory. That'd be awesome. I'll make doilies. I'll learn how to cook. I'll have a baby or two or three. I'll, you know what? I'll try out every different kind of birthing style. I will get a perm. I'll get permanent makeup tattooed on. Nice. I will... Get a perm. That was weird. It's a lady thing. Not anymore. Like, when's the last time a woman's got a perm? Um, uh, I'll a get a spiral perm also. I know, but I just, I felt like... You've always wanted a perm. Well, you don't have naturally chewy that. hair at all? I do. I get my hair straightened. You do. That's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, so a perm would not be good for me. So how Annie is your hair otherwise? Oh, <laughs> Annie. I thought you said anti, like anti. And I was like, it's, oh. anti, it's anti-style for sure. Um, It's been a long time since I've seen my hair natural. Isn't that weird? Yes, it is. But it's not It's not Annie. It's not super kinky ringlets. Okay. Um, it just... it. It's frizzy and it's fuzzy and it's it's wavy. I mean, I used to put the gel in it and then I would scrunch it and then sometimes it would look wet all day. People don't know. Being a Jew is like halfway to being black. You have to do so yeah, much stuff to get along in our white society. I had to conk my hair. Well, what, you have yeah. fine hair. I mean, good hair. I'm losing my hair. But, Are you? Yeah, in the front. What are you doing about that? Anything? Just a Rogaine, which doesn't help. Maybe it is helps. That a I pill shouldn't say or that. Is that some kind of topical No, my solution. doctor told me not to bother with the pill. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know, that was the moment when I was talking to my doctor about it that I realized my doctor's bald. <laughs> you know, you just don't – as a guy, right. you're not really judging bald, yeah. not bald. But when you're talking to someone about whether to go on Propecia and the guy's like, don't do that to your liver. It's not worth it. You're like, uh, you're bald. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird how some certain people you don't even 
um, think, of as think of as people enough to notice those qualities. Oh, like that's when a little I was, true. Yeah. When I was in preschool, I had a teacher, um, and she was really overweight. Sure. But I never – but see, I, I'm wondering why I know now that she was overweight. See because, pictures maybe? No? I don't know. I feel like maybe I, maybe I saw her again when I was older. But I didn't process it that way as a preschooler. Like, you know, I don't think I noticed that. I feel like this is the only overweight person you've ever met in your life. Yep, it's true. Is it a little true, though? No. I feel like you've I've lived met... in circles with very thin people. No, it's not true. Really? Okay. Mm-mm. Well, but it wasn't like, you know, like the people of Walmart either. But, well, okay, I grew up in Orange County. <laughs> That's what I I'm w- saying. I was Orange the heavy County, person. Pomona, yeah. I was the heavy person. Right. Um, and this preschool teacher was. And no one at Time Out was heavy. If I remember correctly, um, trying to think if there's anyone heavy at Time Not really Out. heavy. Time Out was weird because it's like here are a bunch of writers who are all skinny. Right. Yeah. So oh, you're right. You think of writers generally being a little heavy? I think of, uh, yeah. Well, I don't think of them as necessarily needing to be fashion plates. Right. Oh, that, when I was there, it was a little more. You had a better a better time there i think than i did it was like pretty fun and you guys Super all worked fun. yeah, yeah. And it, it was pretty sterile when i was there yeah you were in the new building yes yeah the one where the movie hitch was filmed for anyone who was i saw the movie hitch yeah. I interviewed mr uh will smith in in hawaii for comedy central for that movie it was great that's nice everything about that was great yeah so, was that an on-air interview it was yeah what um, show was that oh god they had a show called, it wasn't even a show it was like a promotional half hour called oh. real Oh, I can't remember. Art, it was a pun. It was real, whatever. It was some half-hour promotional show at Comedy Central. I think still does for movies, or maybe still does. Hmm. So, okay, so you do... Well, no, no, you were going to say what your, how, how the experience of writing the book was. Oh, um, it was great. It, was, it, was, it took me a lot of drafts, and it, it took me a, And it's still, I could use a couple more drafts, but... You know, the, <laughs> the ship has sailed. Ship's out. I, writing longer forces you... You can't get away with some of the things you can get away with writing shorter. Such as? You really have to tell a story. And you really have to figure out what that means. Yeah. And, uh, and when to dr- – you can't just throw out all your information up top. You have right. to kind of lead to things and, and you have to have acts. You basically have a th- mm-hmm. three-act structure in something of this length. And that means um, you need to track the char- – it's all the, all the notes uh, – um, people in Hollywood give right. be able to track the main character's journey he has to have a clear goal you have to reason, have a reason to root for him right right. You, when you're writing 300 right. words about some new place that just opened there's none of that involved but it has changed the way I write about three. I write, write 300 word pieces about interesting so I still try and tell a story instead of blurting everything out and trying to get people's attention yeah yeah I mean are you someone who well actually I'll just since I'm talking about myself really I'll are. just actually talk about myself just do it I'm gonna take a just hang out for a while yeah Take a walk. Um, I am not someone who typically outlines or knows where I'm going to end up when I begin writing. Um, Sometimes, like in an interview, I'll have a quote that I've earmarked. It's like, oh, that is the quote I'm going to end on or whatever. I'll have an idea. But for the most part, usually the I, I think the... The better things I've written, and they they go somewhere that I didn't see at the beginning, um, and I you know discover it along the way, and so therefore the idea of really plotting out a book or a script or anything um, is is uh, difficult for me because that's just not how I work, and yet if I ever want to do all those things, I know that I need to uh, be comfortable with coming up with a structure ahead of time. 
I don't know. I mean, I've only done this once, and I've most things I've written are pretty short. Anytime I've written something, you know, sitcom, mm-hmm. they, they demand outlines because the studio needs to see them, so right. you have a choice. But I, I would say your way works just as well. You're just going to do the work in the drafts. Right. You're gonna you're gonna blurt some stuff out. Some of it's gonna work. You're gonna find out as that the structures. As opposed to doing the work in the in the outline. And I don't think mean. one's better or worse. I just think they're different. Like you'll find that structure eventually, and you'll you'll rework things and move things and add things. Um, but I, I think you're gonna have to find that structure. Right. But it takes a lot of time. And what if you don't have a watch? Which leads me to Flex Sport Watch. What? Do, are you you're not wearing How a are you watch? So what's your take on what's your stance on that? Do we really? I mean, I don't want to put the watch down. But well, I mean, if you can, and then I'm going to talk the watch up because I am. I, okay, as I've said before, you want before, to dig yourself a little hole first. Do you up for that? Okay, yeah. You I'll really? Ta- I will take this challenge. Okay, I think my watch broke. I really liked my watch. I've always worn a watch. Okay. And about five years ago, my watch broke, and I realized no one wears watches anymore. Mm-hmm. We all wear the pocket watch, That's which right. is the uh, the Fun. cell phone. So I I was like, why do I insist on wearing a piece of jewelry? That's not very manly. So I lost my jewelry. Do you, Go for it. Do, do it. you do you ever look back? Yeah, because there's certain things a watch can do for you, which is um, you can tell quit, you what time it is when you're in a movie. Yeah, oh yeah, a movie or a meeting where you don't want to be rude and look right. at your phone because then it looks like you're looking at your email. Thank you. That is exactly my point. Okay, see, I also this watch that I'm wearing right now. Can I see your watch? Yeah, I've had it forever. And I've lost it, and then it's come back to me, which is weird because usually you think when you lose something, it's going to be gone forever. But no. New Year's Eve party. I found it in a pile of beer and cigarette butts. There weren't really cigarette butts, but I'm just saying. I've even dropped it in a toilet. I had to get it professionally cleaned afterwards. Um, But then it broke again because it breaks all the time. And I thought, you know what? F this. People don't wear watches anymore, just like you, Joel Stein. I had the same thought. And so I spent months without a watch. And I, did, I was doing okay. Uh, you just using my phone and looking at wall clocks and things and asking people what time it is and just being late. And then I got it fixed and I got back and I was like, I can't believe that I was going to turn my back on the watch. It's so much more convenient to be able to know what time it is right on your wrist. And also, if you're uh, doing podcasting or anything audio where sometimes they make you turn your stuff off better to have a clock right on your wrist. Anyway, Flex Sport Watch. Um, you know those negative ion bracelets that people wear where you're like, what is that rubber thing on your wrist? Well, this is that, but it has a watch, a digital watch right on it. So you can look and you can know what time it is, and it helps you with strength and balance and endurance, and it's only twelve That is cheap for anything. It's super, I know. Yeah. You'd ex- what were you expecting? Honestly, I was expecting like 29 which it's is true. cheap, but it's not cheap right, enough. Exactly. Now, now this watch does it have like everything that my Casio Runner's watch had from the eighties? Can I do? Is a calculator on there? Does it have every? Does it? You don't need that stuff, oh God, Joel. I, you just thing, need what time it is. That was the iPhone of its time. I know it really was. Casio Jogger watch. Oh my yeah. god. Runner when, watch. Or or those like giant digital watches that people would wear. That's like I think there's a graphing calculator in there. Do you yeah. Know? Oh, I had everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- those were. Watches that nerds wore. Yeah. This is a watch yeah, yeah, yeah. that an athlete wears, oh. or someone who's athletic. I don't know about that. Or someone who just wants to be athletic, or someone who just wants a, a lightweight, convenient, affordable, waterproof watch that comes in black, white, red, or pink. I like waterproof Get all things. Of them. I know. When I was with the Marines, I dropped my iPhone in. There's this one thing on the obstacle course where you 
get uh, you have to get on a rope and kind mm-hmm. of pull yourself with your feet and your arms while the ro- rope's above you. It doesn't sound fun. It was kind of fun. It's okay. pretty cool that you're able to move that way. But then they wanted me to turn over at some point and get over the rope. And I had just done all this stuff. And I had no arm strength left. I barely have any as it is. And I fell into the water with my iPhone. Mm, you know what you needed? The a flex sport watch yes. because you would have been fine. And That's you would have known what time it was that you fell into the water. So you're thinking, where do I get one of these? Go to my site, AllisonRosen.com, and click the flex sport watch banner and order it today. Accept no substitute. Or you can just go directly to FlexSportWatch.com. Okay. You can also see those donkey pictures. Maybe. On the site. I mean, possibly. I'm pretty sure. But probably not. Really? Are you going to make a movie of your book? They are. I sold it as a movie. I'm getting Congratulations. To, thank you. I'm getting to write the screenplay. We have a director and a producer. Oh, my gosh. All. That's exciting. And they want it for me by Labor Day, which is ridiculous. I've never written a movie before. When did, when did this all happen? Like, how much, how much time have you had? A couple weeks ago. That's fast. Ridiculous. Is, is there anyone attached to it that I would have heard of besides Joel Stein? Uh, the producer is Sean Levy. What what else has he done? Twenty eight? No. What else has he done? He did um, a lot of movies. He did uh, Date Night. He just did Real Steel. He did all those movies with uh, um, Steve Martin having a hundred kids. Oh, cool! Um, Pink Panther movies. He uh, but he is producing it. Night direct- at the Museum. Night at the Museum. Thank you. And then um, this guy Jake Kasdan is directing it. That's if it, exciting. If it gets made. Yeah, he's awesome. They're both awesome. And how much is it going to be? What's in the book? I don't know. I don't. I, I, I'm, Do you get to no play idea. yourself? I am definitely going to be an yeah, aspiration. No, I'm a horrible <laughs> actor. I was a horrible actor, and yeah, in high school I was in uh, Pirates of Penzance. Similar. Um, HMS Pinafore. N- close. Oh God. The, uh, uh, bye give, bye Birdie. Oh, who'd you play? Who do you think I played? Conrad. Of course. Wow. Wait, no, no. Conrad's the Elvis guy. Yeah. No, the nerd guy. Oh. The guy she leaves for Conrad. Right. I don't know what kid. his name is. Um, Hugo Peabody. Oh, that's still a, a plum role, but it is a nerd. And there's no singing, which was good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. The Hugo Peabody thing was exciting. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, that's the best role I'll ever get. I'll never play anything. I mean, was like there that. stiff competition? Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I didn't deserve the part, if that's what you're asking. How'd you get it? You know, I I was new on the scene. Oh. Um, It was my senior year, and I already had done a bunch of other stuff in school. So I think uh, the theater teacher thought that I was – she was excited about me. But my talents maybe weren't quite up to par. Were you popular in high school? No. I was like – no. I was not. I was definitely a nerd. I wore a trench coat. I had a mullet. There's there's some character in like 16 Candles who's like – refers to himself as like the king of the nerds because he's slightly popular within the nerd culture. Mm -hmm. That was you? That was probably – closer to me like i wasn't an outcast but i was definitely not in the cool group right you know what i think we should do just me or everyone that was a, that was an awkward transition yeah no let's do it yeah let's oh do yeah it. okay so i was okay sometimes i ponder on something i have thought or done is it just me or everyone all right we should have some Just Me or Everyone's on the screen. And then we will look at them, and then we'll figure out if our listeners... Oh, sweet. I like this. Our murder okay. of listeners are normal or not. Okay. Ohio1827 says, If a waiter offers fresh ground pepper when there's already a shaker on the table, I say, No thanks. I prefer the stale pepper. Yes. You do that. He is completely right. Um, sometimes I take the ground pepper because it seems 
less awkward to just to just, just go yeah, along with exactly. it. But I think it's I That's think it's, like, it's like being date raped by spices. Ground freshly ground pepper is vastly superior to stale pepper. Okay. All ground spices that are ground right, right there, right. you can smell them. They're just much better. But it's so so old fashioned and ridiculous and awkward. And, and it's like your crotch is near my ugh. shoulder and my face. And you've just you define the server servee relationship. It's horrible. I, I I am for taking the stale pepper. And plus, you can't get that much of it. They give you like two little. See, I would be afraid of I'm getting too much. I'm always afraid of getting too little. Huh? Where, where do you how do you feel about parmesan when they offer you that? It's awkward too. Don't like yeah. it. Yeah, I, I see, don't take it. Yeah, I just don't I, take it. I also would. How do you feel when they offer you donkey semen? Depends. What's happening to the turkey? You're going to get killed, for I'm, sure. I'm into it. Good. Okay. Um, I yeah, as sort of a control thing, I will. Oh, I, I will see. say no, and I'll just use a stale pepper, or I'm, I'll say no. You know what? I have trouble knowing what I want in the moment, so yes. I'll say no, and then I'll be like, oh damn it, I did want that, and I'll wait till they come back. So, some restaurants have a pepper grinder right at the table. It's kind of nice. I know. Nice, I think. But. Do you feel weird about the fact that sometimes you'll be at a, a table that has a pepper grinder and then the other tables don't have it? And you're like, are we sharing? What's going on? I like that interaction at the restaurant. You do? I do. I like the sharing. I like the communal experience. Do you like communal tables? Uh, you know, my wife hates it so much that I don't even know what I like anymore, but I think I, I, think I do like them. <laughs> what? I like sitting what? at the bar at a restaurant. Oh, wow. Yeah. I never, ever, ever. I don't know why, but I, I don't I used to be so anxious and nervous for a long time I wouldn't eat alone at the restaurant. So when I was on the a business trip, place to go for that I either thing, wouldn't yeah. eat or I'd grab some food at like a supermarket or I'd order room service. Mm-hmm. And now, thanks to the bar, I'm a little more comfortable eating alone. And then people wind up talking to you. And That's interesting. So then you – did you enjoy being sent to all these places to write? For You know what? I realized we haven't even established all your, your – Should we start over? You did. We yeah. should start over? Who are you? Yeah. So you write for Time. Tell, give, give us your credits. Oh, my God. I write a column every week for Time magazine. And you've also written for other people. Okay, great. Big people. Big, yeah, big time. You're large. big time. Big time. That's big right. Time, yeah. So you've been uh, flown all around all the around world to interview world. different people. People. Yes. Yes. Did you enjoy that? Do you enjoy that? If uh, you don't like eating alone. Well, I've gotten over that. Now I do like eating alone. So I eat at really expensive restaurants alone, right. and, and I write someone else's name on the expense account. That's nice. Oh my god! Yeah, I once had a meal at. Uh, Alinea in Chicago that was $500 that um, alone uh, that I couldn't because that's the thing I can eat alone but I never take myself somewhere nice yeah I took myself to Alinea and me and Bruce Willis had an awesome meal oh yeah nice can you go to a movie alone you know I couldn't do that either now I definitely can like that's the um, I don't but I could you know what I'm realizing that's the thing you should do alone like you can't even talk during the movie See, I'm realizing in New York, that's where I got over. Sort of like how some people can't use a public restroom, but then in college you get over that. Some, right, 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 right. They don't, and I'm like, so you didn't go to the bathroom for the whole semester? How did that work? I basically didn't. I never saw my high school bathroom, literally. Right. Because I would I would uh, urinate during gym class, mm-hmm. and that was it. For, that got me through the day. But now, I got to say, that's the thing about doing this book. Like, you, you, all these experiences in life that you force yourself out of your comfort zone. Right. Your comfort zone becomes bigger, and you become comfortable with things that were very difficult before. And that's what the book was to me. I just forced myself out of my comfort zone. And now you have a giant like comfort eating alone. Zone. Now mm-hmm. my comfort zone is a little bit bigger, yeah, and and manlier, right? And I feel like your comfort zone should be phallic. It shaped. is. It is it's sort of elliptical. It is. I'm always pushing, and I'm pushing up usually. Yeah, which is good. 
pushing down is bad. Right. Um, I am realizing that all these things, the alone things, I could do them in New York. And they're right, harder in L.A. you're anonymous in, LA. in New York. You're the only living boy in New York when you're in and New York. And sure. I was the only living boy. Yeah. And I don't know that I could drive myself to a restaurant alone. That would feel weird. But, but you do it a couple times there. and you're okay. But it's the driving versus walking thing. Walking to a movie alone, yep. fine. Driving no, all, to a movie easier. is weird. Yeah. I mean, not really Walking good. to the restaurant in your hotel, easier. Yes. Driving to a really nice restaurant, it's going to be $5 for you alone. And valeting is weird, yeah. Weird. And then telling them, yeah. Should we take right. more of these? Yeah. Okay. Gronkowski Sankey, sorry, I think I, I messed up your name, says, just me or everyone, lifting the blanket after farting in bed to smell your accomplishment. Well, here's what I have to say about that. Can't you smell it without lifting the blanket? No. No, no, it really, it, it, it hides it. It keeps it in there. And it lasts for a long time under the blanket. So lifting it. Oh, so this is like a lot of things in life where lifting it, you're able to enjoy it, but it makes it dissipate faster. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> totally right. You want to have your fart and smell yeah. it too. I don't, I don't, I have a little phobia about it. I don't love the farting. and the. So I don't know. I, Do I, you, not, you don't like things that are scatological? I don't. I don't, so I'm not the best answer. Shouldn't this that question. be a chapter in your book, getting over that? Yeah, I tried I to guess avoid. That'd be turn into, turn, turning into like a man boy. Well, you know, I had the dog for two weeks. I have a fear of dogs, so I hung out with this guy, Shorty Rossi, mm-hmm. the pit boss guy. I, okay. And he has everyone has everyone mentioned in the world has a show, so he's got a show right. on like Animal Planet where he he's a, a he's four feet tall. Mm-hmm. He was like a blood, uh, even though he's white, and he was in jail for ten years, and he raises pit bulls. Did you write a book? Yeah. I think I gave that book to my dad. Nice. I think he liked it. He's an interesting dude, but he, ta- he I dealt with his pit bull for a little while, and then I got a dog for two weeks, and I got over some scatological stuff. What Having a dog? baby and a dog, yeah, you get used to it. What kind of yeah. dog did you get? It wasn't the manliest of all dogs. I would like to hear it anyway. Um, a Bichon? No. A Maltese? It was a Spaniel. A Cocker Spaniel? English. Is that a thing? I'm trying to remember what this dog a was. Cavalier, Cavalier King Charles. Oh my God, is no. it the kind of dog that Charlotte had in Sex and the City? Well, you, I'm not. I am too much of a man to know. Yeah, yeah that's that. what's happening right now. Wait, what's? I was in. I had it for a couple <laughs> weeks. What did it look like? A good dog. It had long ears. A Springer Spaniel, maybe. No, it's English. It was definitely English. Had an accent. Oh really? Yeah. Did he walk on the other side of this? Poop on the other side of the street? <laughs> he did. I'm embarrassed. I, know, I still know so little about dogs. I can't remember. Huh. Now, is English. your wife anti-dog as well? No, she kind of was training our son to ask for a dog. That's good. I guess. So you you don't like do- any dogs? It's just disgusting to keep animals in your house. Oh my God. I feel like they don't there's... Wipe. They don't wipe. I feel like there was a just me or everyone that had... To, maybe it's not here. But there was a just me or everyone that had to do with like secretly thinking that people who don't like dogs... Aha, here we are. Landon Witten, assuming that people who don't oh, like dogs are on name. average cynical people. Sure. Yeah. We don't like things in our house that don't wipe. Is that so weird? You'll let a baby in there? I wipe my baby. Do you wipe your dog? Well, but dogs, I mean, Look, I don't have a dog. Good. I would just want one. But dogs don't have butts that need wiping. Oh, contraire. What are you talking about? I mean, Pe- sometimes, sometimes a dog won't. They have anal glands. You know what those are? Yeah, they're things that you pay people to express. Exactly. That's disgusting. I don't exactly. like that. Look, people say the big difference between humans and animals is like that we use tools or we have opposable thumbs. And we talk. Talk. No. The difference is we wipe. Okay. Think about it. Would you rather have a roommate with one thumb or a roommate that didn't wipe? 
Hang on, let me think about this. A roommate with one thumb or right. a roommate that didn't wipe. Oh, one thumb. For sure. Yeah. That's not what keeps us from being pe- humans, the opposable no. thumbs. Right. You're it's right. The, it's the wiping. The wiping is what makes us people. Do you use some fancy wipes? Because there's a whole group of people who do. Well, once you have a baby, you get kind of turned on to the uh, you know, the wet wipe things. Right. So, and then you use them on yourself. We have a bidet. You really? You have a bidet? We do. All right. Explain that. Well, we redid our bathroom. It's like a water pick for your ass. It is. We redid our bathroom. I've only used it once, but we have one. We redid our bathroom, and uh, we were going to get a urinal. I was very excited. Like, because it's kitschy? Because it's awesome. Okay. I, it's I've never... fucking amazing. Oh, my God. Really? There's nothing kitschy about that. There's... I've we... never used a urinal. You are missing I'm out. a different kind of guy. I guarantee you, if you ask Daniel if he would have one in his home, he would say yes. Gary Glass. 100%. Samuel Glass. It's awesome it's faster it's neater it's easier you don't have to b- you can put down, ice down there that... um you don't have to pick anything up you know you're just there okay. you're, boom you walk up two seconds and it's clean going people think it's dirty done. it's not it's much cleaner it's sort of like in new york did you have a trash chute it's like a trash chute yeah. yes. for your urine exactly now, yes. actually i kind of love but you don't that. have to open it it's an open trash chute oh, for your urine i love i actually can now i can get behind it yeah because i love the idea of just putting my trash down there and saying goodbye to it except one time i threw my we keys down there we need to do a better disgusting. job educating women because women are grossed out by the urinal and all these people told me well you're not gonna be able to resell you know why? your house because you always urinal. see a urinal in a disgusting men's bathroom let's go to the plaza Let's go to a super nice hotel and you can see a beautiful or urinal. let's go to that art gallery where the urinals let's on the Let's go to wall. the Chateau Marmont where you can see nice black and white urinals, floor length with uh, ice on the bottom that you get to pee on and melt. What's the point melt. of that? Well, first of all, it controls the smell. But secondly, really? you get to pee on it and it melts. Yeah, so you feel like you're just destroying some el- some element that you was are. there before you. You that are controlling. F- I don't get to We do should end. build a I urinal. change the state from what if solid we, to liquid. What if we built a urinal? <laughs> Hear me out here. Build a urinal fire there oh my god Ooh. if you could get like a like a slow eternal flame that you could be you could just put out the whole time you're using and then when you walk away it starts back up well that would be disappointing i wanted to start up like when i can't see it anymore like a couple seconds later well right yeah i mean yeah. it stays out until after the flush or whatever is done and then when the next guy walks in fires right there that's amazing like one of those candles that that's you blow out and it comes back on yeah the surprise you know what i might candles, have to edit this out candles. we're gonna have to uh we're, gonna we're have going to work business on this. yeah a fire urinal this is amazing a fire urinal Oh, Done. See. You're in. You're, You're in. in. Oh, You're thanks. In. No thanks, pun intended. Um, yeah, I don't get to do anything fun like that. No. I've never had a fun whiz. I've had a re- one that was relieving, and yep. I've had one that was messy because I like was too tired and I leaned back and I go, oh, no. You never Just... peed on George Glass? No. <laughs> no. Really? He would be less into that than I would be. <laughs> but you'd, you'd be into it. No, I, that came out very wrong. No. There's our promo. <laughs> <laughs> No, I guess what I'm saying is I don't have the urge to be peed on or to pee on anyone, but I feel like of the two of us, he would be more like, let's not, than me. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> well, he'd be less into either either being either position. He'd be less, less into, into water incorporating, player in yes, that's exactly but what I'm But if he had to pick one, oh. he would rather be peed oh, on oh, or Oh, that's pee. good. That makes me feel like I don't even know him that well. Oh, my God. Oh, which What's his he? favorite font? Oh, it's hard to I make know. up a boyfriend. Yeah, well, things no, come up. No, this this shows he's real because if he were fake, I, I would be you rattling these off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. His favorite font is um, Verdana <laughs> in italics, though. Sure, he just loves italicized Verdana. And I'm trying to think, would he rather? He would rather do the one that I'm more comfortable with. So he'd probably oh. rather be peed on. 
this is a bad relationship. He needs to assert himself and say what he wants. He can't just say whatever well, you want, honey, all the time. I know. He loses his whole identity. I think he, yeah, I know. I think that he would have trouble. <laughs> I think he would have trouble peeing on me, even if I was like, I want you to pee on me. I think, I don't think he could okay, do that because tonight? I think that he has this thing where he respects women and he would feel like, even though I'm saying I don't want you to respect me, I think he would feel like he can't cross that line. So if you were on your knees during a BJ, he'd be like, I can't do this. This is not respectful to women. To, what? To let me be on my knees or to pee at that time? No, 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 no. Just to let you be on your knees. I he, think he'd be okay with that. He'd be okay with that. But the peeing is the line that he couldn't cross. He's like, that's disrespectful. I, sus- I suspect. Right. I could be wrong. We this haven't is, had this discussion. This is great. How long have you been together? A year. Oh my God. It's about time. <laughs> Don't you think? I do think. I can't believe this. About time to have this discussion just to know or to have this discussion if this is something I want, which it's not. But maybe No, just thing. to have the discussion, to okay. know, just learn about each other. When did you and your wife had that, have this discussion? Okay, we peed on each other the first date. I don't believe that at no. all. I, no, I think we had the discussion within the first year. I think this must have come up. Is everyone else into water play? No, I'm not saying we're in, I, we've never actually done it, but I think we discussed it. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Let's yeah. see here. Um, Tiny Human says, have to close my eyes and hum a song in my head to combat shy bladder syndrome. There you go. Everyone does this, right? Um, no, no, I don't. However, my mom used to turn on the water uh, when I was a little kid to like encourage the peeing. So I, went- I understand the need to overcome the shy bladder. When I was with the Marines to get into the pool, they, this is a low-stress uh, environment. Mm-hmm. The pool and the firing range. They're like, there's no yelling. And as soon as I walk in there, just guys yelling at me, just sergeants yelling oh, at me. Tell, yelling at me to take off my clothes. And being the only naked one in the room. Not a good feeling. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, it's awkward. Mm-hmm. And so take off my clothes. And then they yelled at me to go to the urinal. And the guy stood right in my ear yelling at me while I peed. He's like counting down from 30 very quickly. And he got what to does zero. this teach you to do? Got to zero. I was still peeing. I didn't know whether uh, to no, stop like or not. like Austin Powers. Yeah. And I, I kept going. And he started again at 10, just kind of down. What, uh, what is that teaching you? How to pee under that's duress? The thing. I don't know how to pee extra quick. They didn't taught me that. But, but is I, that what they're trying to do? They're just trying to get you used to being stressed out in all situations. Okay. That makes sense. But I, don't, I, I was proud that I didn't have shy bladder. Congratulations. I thought there should be a medal. Like, they have so many medals on their chest. Yeah. should there be a medal for that? Right. I there think. should be. Okay. Uh, Psychocast says, at the grocery store, when someone else is stopped in front of stuff I need, I take a lap and hope they're not still in the aisle. Sometimes mm. I do that. Sometimes I, do that. I don't. No, I, I sometimes do that. do that. Yeah. yeah. That's nor- it sounds like that was going to be uh, abnormal, but all three right. of us went with it. Because we're all kind of wimpy. That's okay. really non-confrontational, isn't it? I was just telling God, I someone. I thought that was just me. I was on Pete Holmes' podcast. I don't know when that is airing in uh, compared with when... Words are failing me. I don't know if this is coming out first or not, but anyway. Is that what his podcast is called, by the way? Words are failing me. It should be. No. Uh, and I was saying that sometimes I'll get into an elevator and I don't even have the guts to ask the person to press a certain button. I always offer. You, that's what people should do, I, I do think. It. Yeah. By the way, I was at- That's I, nice. I stayed at the Gay Hotel in New York last two weeks ago. Hold on. What's the it out called? There's more than one, right? <laughs> this is the biggest. The Out New York. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't even know that. about it. I've heard it's about new. That. It's new. But right. I got in the elevator- and you know that Saturday Night Live sketch where um, um, Eddie Murphy is with he paints himself white and he's with white people and it turns out white people are super nice to each other. That's how gay people are when they're together. Mm-hmm. I got in the elevator. Everyone told me their name and introduced themselves. 
I got out of the elevator. They invited me to their room. Did you go? I didn't because I don't like sodomy, but it was still nice to be asked. <laughs> yeah, it is nice. Yeah. I was a lovely environment. Was this for a story? I did. I wrote about it, yeah. What, what's that coming out in? Um, it came out in Friday's Time Magazine. Oh. Yeah. I'll have to read that. Please. All right. Let's see here. Um, do you see anything that you like, Joel Stein? Can you read that? the letters? Um, because I feel like we should just do one more Okay. Of I'm looking at them all. <laughs> um, Whatever made you laugh, you could say that one. I, I, the, I won't try and do their name because they're all ridiculous. Checking out the condition, <clears throat> checking out the condition of my dentist's teeth while he's working on mine. I don't actually do that, but I do notice a hair stylist hair. That's smart. I notice a hair stylist hair too, but what you were saying earlier, there's certain people like your teacher, your doctor. Right. You, there's such authority figures you kind of don't notice. The dentist falls in that category for me. Yeah. I'm not really... But, checking him out. But usually they have good teeth. Oh, my dentist does. I, I have feel like noticed, they have I guess. To. My dentist has amazing teeth. Yeah. He's gay, though. Well, then uh, he has to. Yeah. Yeah, I know my dentist has amazing teeth because I've seen it before, but it's never, like, I never check out the hygienist when she's. No, you're right. Me neither. It's never occurred to me. And, and as soon as I read that earlier, I thought, wow, yeah, should. I, I should. Yeah. I should be checking that out. And I've never. I guess I don't typically get my hair cut by men, or mm-hmm. I didn't until you know, very recently. Is that because you find it to be awkward? Um, I don't know. I don't know why it is. It's just I've always had a female hairdresser. I don't know I'm why. uncomfortable, and this is, I think, pure homophobia, um, but I'm uncomfortable with men cutting my hair. I, I had a, a haircut from Is it because you my... assume they're gay? No, no. They're usually not. They're usually some barber somewhere. Right. No. It's just, uh, it's a lot of, uh, our society is not used to, used to male physical contact. The, the jujitsu is hard because it's a lot of guy touching. Yeah, I... I'm not wild about the male haircutting thing or hadn't been for a long time until uh, I recently started using my dad's barber, who's like this 75-year-old dude who works in downtown and is just – he's hes definitely not gay, and there's no way you could make that mistake because he just sits there and tells filthy jokes the whole time. You're, start, you're <laughs> starting to cry. What's this I, about? I, I know. I am. Is he okay? He's fine. Okay. He's, he's, he's great. But uh, but yeah, I for the longest time, it just it felt more normal to have a chick cutting my hair. Yeah. I don't know why. And it's nice you get so emotional about this, though. I actually had an experience um, in New York where the woman washing my hair um, gave me a head massage. They do this now, and a neck thing. Yes. yes. Well, I didn't Whoa. know about this, me but neither. it felt so good this I felt a long time ago. Awkward about the whole I thing. actually began to feel like, uh oh, what if I am, I think perhaps. I'm getting a little bit turned on. Now, granted, for a woman, it's not the same as for a guy. It's not like I'm going to have an erection. But it still felt inappropriate and weird. But good. Yeah, it, I, I think women shouldn't be allowed to get massages in general. Give or get? Get. Why? Because I Is think... Is Yeah, here's my theory. I think a lot of what women enjoy about sex... They get at the massage. There's yeah, some nice music. Right, right. There's candles. Yeah. There's the foreplay touching thing. Yeah. I think they get a little turned on. Whereas a guy goes to a hooker, it's like he's breaking all the rules of society. Yeah. You're it's right. A, it's, it's a real double standard. It's the same thing. Yeah. You're right. Good point. Thank you. All right. Um, Gary, should we do the iTunes comment of the week? Yeah. Why don't we? Allison Rosen brings you the best iTunes comments of the week. 
And while you find the comment, I want to tell everyone that if they would like to submit their own iTunes comment for iTunes Comment of the Week, just leave me a good iTunes comment. Make that five stars, won't you? Whether you feel the show deserves it or not, who's really going to bust you for lying? But I mean, I think it deserves it, but then I have a very high opinion of myself. And you can do that on iTunes. Um, and, and please, please do leave comments because we love that. And um, it just makes me feel good. And it makes Gary feel good. Absolutely. All right. So our first iTunes comment of the week comes from Linda J. Peacock. It says, I love Allison. She's down to earth. And then her humor sneaks up on you like a fart from a sleeping dog. If sleeping dogs farted jokes. I love that. Yeah. It's wise. Thank you, Linda. And then our second one. Oh, we have a few. Yes, we do have. We have two this week. Oh, good. Okay. And, uh. The second one comes from John Maconda, and it says, Best part of Allison's show is she's not afraid to be silly or reveal too much. Not to mention, she's the funniest woman on the fly that I've heard. Can't wait for the live shows. Thank you, John. And thank you, Linda. You, you literally bask in this. Your yes, eyes I are do. closed. <laughs> I know. I'm, you... so, I'm drinking it in. Oh, wow. Taking that was great. It. I know. We used to do it. I used to read them, and then I realized I can't enjoy them as much when I read them. Sure. No. I need Gary, too. You, you got the most out of that. That was like a little massage. Yeah, it was like a massage for my brain. Thank you, you guys. And then I think we're going to hold the emails until next week. But if you would like to email the show, get your pens ready or your um, your super good memories ready. It's A-R-I-Y-N-B-F, which is Allison Rosen is your new best friend, A-R-I-Y-N-B-F at AdamCarolla.com. That is the official email. It'll come straight to me via Gary and you know, might just stop at Gary. But who knows? And then also we need more Topic Sombrero topics and i think we should hear the topics from even though i think we're we're a little short on time so we're not going to do topics on Brero, but we are going to hear the song because i love it and trap dog did this song trap dog did all the other songs ross bergman did the itunes coming of the week song but let's hear the song it's the topic topic sombrero we asked for topics and you sent them in. Huh? It's the topic, topic sombrero. <laughs> now pick the topic and let's begin. It's the topic sombrero. Oh man, we need a video of Gary listening to that. You know what I think we should do? This will be good. This will teach me how to be more succinct. Joel, you should pick a topic out of the sombrero and then in 10 seconds we'll address it. Unless it's a sucky one. What it is. Here we go. How do you know if someone you're interested in is available? Oh, okay. Ask them. Done. Done. Yeah, that's well right. Done. And if they aren't, they will let you know, much like how I mentioned my imaginary boyfriend yes. earlier, which I really did, I really was not intending to say, keep your penis away from me, but that's my what I, word, that's what, what my I word heard. said. I, I know. That. So, yeah. And if they don't, but, but if they don't let you know, they might be trying to um, pull a fast one. So I agree with Gary. Just ask him. Done. Okay, done. I think we did that. All right. Well, Joel, what else do we need to know about you? Anything I coming up? I feel like you, you plumbed my depths. Thank you. Yeah. You really did. I feel exposed and vulnerable. Don't. Let me go out of here shaking. No. A little bit? Be the man that you, you are in your Good book. Good point. Good point. Um, and, and your book comes out May 15th. Oh, your book will be out by the time they hear this. They are probably thinking, where can I get this fine piece of literature? And you can click through the Amazon banner on my site um, and then that throws a few little 
they could be cents, they could be dollars, who knows, towards this show um, and and towards Adam, actually, frankly, because we are in business together. And that helps everyone. So wonderful. Okay. Um, and again, the book is called Man Made, A Stupid Quest for Masculinity. And it'll be a movie someday. Probably not, but it'll be written it'll for be, a, yeah, a screenplay that's right. someday. That's exciting yeah. in and of itself. And you can follow Joel Stein on Twitter at Joel Stein. The Joel Stein. Oh, that's right. Excuse me. There's right. another Joel Stein. Yeah, he's a nice he's guy. He's a musician, yeah, right? Good guy. At the Joel Stein. You, you can, can follow him, too. Yeah. But yeah. if they want the you, right. it's the Joel Stein. They might be happier with the other guy. Okay. Yeah. And your website is the Joel Stein? Yeah, again, as the, well. The, other, the musician has the other one. But he's really good. You might want to check him what out. What style is his stuff? Like uh, Troubadouri. He's here in LA That's now. That's perfect. He writes music. Good music. I Maybe I'll get him on the show. You should. He's great. He's, okay. Uh, the Joel Stein. You can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. You can follow Gary on Twitter at G. Patrick Smith. And you can like the Facebook pages for the show. There's a show one, Allison Rosen, your best friend, and there's a me one, the, uh, the Allison Rosen, actually. Did you take that from me? No, I didn't. Oh. I, it's because I have the other Allison Rosen also. Oh, nice. That's my private one. Oh, don't tell anyone. Shh. Mm-hmm. You had something you were going to say. I just exhausting the amount of stuff you had to list. Like living, I know, and I didn't even write the, it down. Oh, my God. Living in the 21st century is just like, like this and follow this and ugh. I know. Just want to listen to a podcast. For Christ's right? Christ sakes. I know. And also, come to the live show, won't you? And then there's <laughs> another one. If you can't make it to the May 20... 20- oh, Gary, should I tell them the other one or should I wait to tell them? I think that ship already sailed. No, I, I could just leave them with um, blue ears. We like our listeners too much for that. Okay, fine. May 24th at UCB, June 22nd at Nerd Melt. And we have the guests for that one confirmed, but we're not going to tell you. That's right. It's a secret, but it's really good. I'm super excited. I know. I am too. You know what? You're making the guest who's here feel a little less important. You should do a live show one of these days. Okay. That would be exciting. Okay. I'm going to talk to you about that more after the show. I'll be here. (laughs) Totally not going to talk to them. All right. Um, All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, you guys. And I will talk to you next week. Have a good week. I love you. Bye. You love them? I do love them. Wow. I tell them that often. Really? Yeah. On this podcast. Right. My sign off on the Adam Carolla show is, do you know about this? It's Zip It Cunt. Right. And that came because I was looking for a sign off. And then right. Adam jokingly was like, uh, like when we were talking, he's like, uh-huh. And how about Zip It Cunt? Blah, blah, blah. And- then so then I just repurposed that one sure. on that show and it's it was like one. really really funny and so now that's been my sign off but there's a lot of it's very controversial which Adam has said because the zip it what, part exactly yeah. people button their cunts um, and Adam has said that you want something polarizing but I was like but I'm really less about cunts than I am about loving you sure so then one time recently I said that's the news I'm Allison Rosen I love you. And then, which I thought that I thought, hey, I finally landed on one that's really me, right? Not funny. You but know how me. long it took Gary Coleman to come up with uh, which talking about Willis? Yeah, years. Yeah, took him years. So don't rush this. But you want to know what Adam said when I did that? He went, oh, yeah. Uh. So I like it. I it's you. It's back. honest. You love people. It's I nice. do. But I had to, I had reverted to zip it cunt. I feel like I ruined dancing it. for the man. <laughs> what? I like it. Which one? I love you. I love you. I feel- Thank you. Okay. Bye, you guys.
Broadcasting Network.